best song ever, don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yes, absolutely. And welcome back. We are a couple weeks late. We're back for Should part happen. two. Yes. yes. Yeah, shiitake does happen. We're back for part two of our interview with stand-up comedian, <laughs> world-renowned, and my dear sister, not that I'm biased or anything, Ann Walker. And welcome back. Welcome. I'm here. I'm welcoming you to your own show. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Remind you, it's the Henry O Podcast show, like you didn't know that already. The most listened to show that you never listened to, you fuckers. Anyhow. Yeah, so once again, we say thank you to podbean.com for hosting us. And to find me, of course, you look under Walker AC76. That's where I am. This is where I reside. This is my home away from home. It's my cave. So the last time you were with us, we had an interview with a world-renowned comedian, Ann Walker, who moved back from uh, New York. And now she's back with us in Florida, ready to get started. But we're going to go back a little bit because we talked about her career and what's going on with her now. So we're going to hop into way back machine, Sherman, and uh, yeah, see what we can do. So we're going to talk about your upbringing. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to play stupid. And, Are uh, we now? Oh, absolutely. Well, this is going to be one hell of a show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to talk about the good parts of the upbringing, all 2% <laughs> the of it. you remember? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when you were growing up, how did you find the humor and everything you've been through? The good stuff. We'll get to the good stuff first. Oh, that's the first question. We start in hardballing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. There are no softball questions here, folks. Right on. Okay. Um, What's the question again? Uh, yeah, so the, the, the humor in everything uh, is because if you take shit too seriously, if I took stuff too seriously, I would have been a complete and total blubbering mess. And uh, so when life is hard, you have to, like, hit back with one of those wiffle ball bats that make sounds and <laughs> entertain yourself, you know, because the ball's coming at you hard and fast. Now, in growing up, you know, we had, you know, our mother was a mother and father of the family, and really didn't have any time for too much events, too much time for having fun and actually sharing a laugh because we were too busy being beaten. Yeah. And uh, and we turned that negative into a positive. Yes. And how did that work for you? I mean, you know, of course, we talk about life and how we had to remain positive. But give me an instance into where, you know, when you decided that you wanted to be happy. You mean all my life? Let's see. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, gosh. Um... This is so heavy, man, like before lunch. Uh, Absolutely. Hey, we take this podcast seriously, folks. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to decipher the question here. Because you want me to give you an example <laughs> of like when I wanted to be happy. And it's like, that's my whole life. I don't know. We only got how much time on this podcast? <laughs> hey, this would be a decent podcast. We could break this shit up into a third one if need be. Right? Well, let's see. Uh, I used to get bullied, right? Um... Because I don't know if you know this about Andre, but he used to uh, beat up kids after school. He beat up this one particular young man, and this boy's sister would beat me up because he got beat up, you know? Mm -hmm. So I went to mom for advice because I wanted this to stop, and her advice was to get a brick or a shoe or something and beat this, this child. So I was like, all right, okay, fine. Day comes where I feel like I have to do this, and I take off my shoe. A little bit, can't take off my shoe, and I beat the crap out of this girl. And I run home with one shoe on, no books in my hand, my hair's a mess, run in, closed door. Mom's like, <clears throat> So, um, why you look like this? It's like, Well, see, I took your advice, I told you. And I'm thinking, Yay, I did what I was supposed to. I did, told, did what you said, took my shoe off, I beat the girl. She's like, Okay, where's your shoe? I'm like, Ah. 
And where are your books? Just beat me. Just I thought I was going to have a happy day. I was, it didn't happen. So. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, we, we we laugh about it now. It was traumatic now, and we, uh, you well, know, yeah. bypassed all of therapy. So far, so good. We, we are centered to an extent in our own heads. We are centered after having the shit beat out of us for multiple years. Hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a <laughs> whole other podcast <laughs> all Almost, on its own. Yeah, you know, I, I felt that, like, plummet, plummet, the feelings just plummet, like, oh, childhood. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, but it wasn't that bad. We went to Great America. I don't remember any of that. You didn't go. We went. Yeah, yeah. I'll be beaten by that. <laughs> Now, we're going to move a little bit fast forward because that's depressing. A little bit, yeah. And, you know, you we, we uh, went to Florida and you decided to go to the military. Yeah. Now, did the military enhance, you know, your ability to, to find humor and things, to, to build up for sarcasm? Or just the military was just a different kind of humbling experience? It was a different kind of... It's kind of both because stuff happens that's so like ridiculous that you can't help but laugh at it and I think they know that but if you don't laugh at it it's just like oh, again you know it's like ha huh. so I think my life has been a series of that like shit happens and I'm like ha ha I gotta laugh at it people are like how in the hell do you find that funny Chris asked me that question like but anyway military like I got picked on for what hand I shot with I'm ambidextrous mm-hmm. and I didn't know it until that time so they gave me a left-handed shooting jacket because I'm left-handed, and then I was shooting with a right hand. And they're like, "What are you stupid? Do you not know what hand you write with?" I'm like, "Well, no." So we had that was that whole thing there, but uh, gotta find the humor in that. And uh, absolutely, I mean, one of the things that I will continue to brag about the most is, dear people in uh, the podcast land, that our family has been through a lot, and our family has just, you know, turn turn the tide, and we just find humor in everything. You know, we're one of those families that just don't care. You know, we don't care if you like us. We don't care if you laugh at our jokes. We don't care, period. It's, yeah, it's pretty much just one of those. I don't care. Yeah, because we can go through our lives by ourselves and not really need anyone to validate who we are or, or what we think or how we feel. You know, that's just how we roll. The main thing was just trying not to get in trouble because, you know, it's like trying to stay out of trouble, you end up having those situations. But... Sometimes you bring it on yourself. Absolutely. I'm a chocoholic. I always have it. Remember when we went to the store that day? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, now for those of you who don't know, Anne will graciously tell that story. I don't know. I think I was nine. Probably like nine. I'm a chocoholic. I always have been. Mom never let us have candy. So I was like, all right, I had a taste of chocolate from somewhere. I went to the store with Jewel. Mom wanted me to take you with. She's like, you're not going outside by yourself. Take your brother. Like, why? So I take you. I go get candy bars and I'm shoving them every place I can. My pockets, my socks. I'm equipped. I've done this before. This is your first time. You're an amateur. You're like four. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. And <laughs> you're like, I want some too. I say, get your own. That's kind of how that rolled. Till we got almost out the store and there was a security guard standing there who was wondering what the hell a Butterfinger was doing sticking out of your sock. <laughs> oh, I remember that now. He was wearing shorts, little knee-high socks. And a tank top, or excuse me, with the guy's wife beater, I guess, for a four-year-old. And yeah, so the security guard saw you and was like, no, 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 pal, what's that? What you got in your sock? And you're like, nothing. What you got in your sock? Nothing. And then the breakdown. And I'm trying to leave him like, that's a damn shame. Your, your embarrassment to the family. I'll take him home, sir. I didn't know he was stealing that. Ugh. He's like, what you got in your pocket? I have nothing in my pocket. <laughs> nothing at all. 
And are you his sister? Absolutely. What's your name? I don't have one. And tell him your name. Damn it. Uh, I was the uh, the snitch back then because I was afraid of getting beat because you know when when one person got it, everybody got it. Yeah, so it didn't help. Uh, I was I was friendly fire. I was at collateral damage. So uh, yeah, uh, my defense mechanisms were horrible back then. But continue. This is how we knew you're telling the truth. <laughs> 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 but um, so this one, uh, the guy took us up to the back. Remember, took us to the back of the store, and uh. He's like, that's it. I don't know your name. You know, whatever. So you're, so you're Ann. You're, I'm Adrian. Ah, ah, Henry, whatever. So he, he takes the candy bar. I had like eight candy bars. I had a Reggie, a Chunky, those the little ones you could stick in your Yeah, you had, you had that. <laughs> I had a baby Ruth, I think, in my little halter top. My little, and so I had my arms crossed so you couldn't see it because I didn't have boobs in. <clears throat> so it looked fishy. Um, but I, I think eight candy bars he got off of me, like maybe two off of you, the Butterfinger or something else. And he takes us to his back office up the stairs in the dark. I remember. And, uh, so, um, I'm gonna need you to call your mother and your father to have them come get you. I laughed. I'm like, my dad? Sure. Go for it. If you can find him, you, you let me know. You have him come up and check us out. <laughs> I'll be just as shocked as you. And, uh, he's like, well, I'm gonna need your, your phone number, your phone I'm making up phone numbers, and you're crying, and he's making up numbers, and he's like, I've tried enough phone numbers, you're gonna give me the correct phone number, and we'll call the police. That was it. That was it. You were butter. And I was like, police? Hmm. Now I got decisions. Um, for a nine-year-old, this is pretty heavy. So I'm like, ah. So I'm not going to get the chocolate. Is that where we're going with this? Fine. I'm not going to get the chocolate. Uh, mom or the police? Fine. Call the police. That's cool. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, jail versus, uh, you know, perpetual beatings. I definitely choose jail. So I don't know how it happened. I think I caved after a while. And then they called mom. She came to the store with a trench coat, curlers, and house shoes. And I knew we were going to get, I knew that was it. I knew that was death. That was just, that's how death looks when it comes in the form of your mom to come get you from stealing the mm -hmm. store. And she's, this is the greatest moment of my life, kind of, because it's when I knew mom took no shit. She's five something, two maybe. Mm -hmm. This guy was all of like six foot 12 to me because I was a little kid. <clears throat> so she comes and finds out where we are. She's screaming the whole way. I was like, She's here. We're dead. That's it. We're done. And she's like, why did I have to come up these back stairs in the dark when you got my babies? I'm like, we're her babies. Yay. <laughs> she's not going to kill us entirely. And uh, she started cussing that dude out. I just never heard words like that come out of her mouth before. And I was like, wow, wow. Oh, he's in trouble. He's in trouble? We're not in trouble. <laughs> yes. I might get chocolate out of the deal. That never happened. I got an ass whooping and <laughs> a thorough scolding. That was... It was not necessary. After you get your ass beat, I don't think a scolding. No, be. no, just the scolding isn't necessary. I mean, it's I mean, it's the uh, you know, I mean, like the death march before you know the electrocution. It's right because yeah. you get the syllabic beating, you know, while you get. Didn't I tell you what I didn't? Why did you go? Do you know your brother? And I was like, you can stop using so many big words. That's uh, yeah. a lot of syllables. Don't please, you? please, no more syllables. Hypothetically, if I. <laughs> I'm methodically <laughs> Now, see, of course, you can see, you know, you know, like how this builds it up because you know, later on in life, now in our, you know, 40s, you know, we can actually laugh about stuff like this. Oh yeah. You know, and of course, then our kids will have the same discussions really. about us. Well, no, not really, because you know, my, my my young fox really didn't have that experience of being, you know, beaten, tortured, and uh, you know, you know, yours didn't have it either. Thank heavens. Because, <clears throat> like, as foxes, it's even more 
like if people I don't know what you guys get beat with but when you get beat by the bark of a tree it is the worst on your fur the worst well, I mean I, mean, I still suffer from uh, <clears throat> PTSD a little bit so it definitely helps with that now with the military status you know with with knowing what you've been through knowing what you know now you know you go to the military you travel the world one of the places you travel to which I love the most Sorry, uh, travel around the world. One of the main places you go to is Japan. Now, Hi. tell me about your experience in Japan. Oh, in Japan. Oh, in 1990, 1991. Send all hate mail to Ann Walker. Okay, no, go ahead. She's being so <laughs> racist right now. Oh, my God. But no, I went, I went uh, for a year and a half. And it was weird because, like, I wanted the, the experience, the military experience being in Japan and actually just being in Japan to be in mm-hmm. Japan, completely different. You know, because you don't have a set of rules and all that stuff. But the the scenery was fantastic. The um, food was amazing. They had a KFC <laughs> on base with actual glasses on, like Colonel Sanders, which I thought was funny because I go by and take them. And then they have other glasses up there. Like the next day, I'm like, you guys are really efficient. I appreciate that. Had like five pair of glasses and I stopped. But anyway, um, they had machines out in town that were unconventional to like America. They had beer machines like you could spend money to right. pick your beer. They had underwear machines where you could put money in and yeah, and get underwear out of a vending machine in a back alley in the middle of the night. They come prepared, I guess. You know, you know. So, <laughs> of the many interesting things I've seen. Uh, but I would definitely go again. Absolutely would go again. I have a passport and will go again. Well, what was one of your best experiences in Japan that stood out most of all? That you can see Japan and a memory will flash in your head and you'll just have that, you know, you just reminisce about that. We drive through, the, like, the countryside and stuff, uh, delivering, delivering stuff from the warehouses, and you cannot beat the scenery. You just, you can't. I mean, I love traveling to just see the scenery. You can't beat the scenery, man. It's just unprecedented is one way to put it. And... Those little cars that they have driving on the other side of the road—that's one of those things. Mm. <laughs> so, the, just the 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 whole countryside, the the scenery, everything like that—you can't beat that. Just like I guess when you were in Germany. At one yes, point. yes. But you don't find uh, that kind of stuff. Yes. Well, we're at it, Adrian. Uh, uh, why don't you tell me about about Germany? What's, oh, was ist das in Germany? That's would stand out in your mind. See, I would tell you, but you know, this podcast is about you. Right on. Yeah, yeah. we're going to keep this about you because <laughs> I'm not selfish. No, um, <laughs> and of course, you know, you had your experience in Japan and you came back to the States, you know, after a brief period of time. And then you had a venture, you know, you had another venture in life. And I'll throw out some names and then you can tell me a little story behind it. Ooh, I like this game. All right. So, uh, you had a little group. I did. Yes, what was the name of the group? Uh, is it multiple choice? <laughs> Female Persuasion. Yes, and who was in that group? April, Trilby, and G- uh, CJ. Now, who are they to you? April's like my best friend since I was 15. We're like sisters. Trilby's a great friend to me too. We went to high school together. And RJ, her name was RJ. Thank you. Her name was RJ, and she was Trilby's friend who into, became our friend, you know, in the group. <clears throat> now, so with that... Tell me how that got started. April decided she wanted a group. I was like, oh my God, you can sing and let's do this. They can do that. And so RJ could sing and Trilby could sing. And we all got together and April was the manager. And um, 
we decided to practice these songs that were popular over the summer till they got on our very last nerve and we didn't want to hear them anymore. And we went out and performed them, like, around Florida and stuff. Now, what kind of reception did you get? I mean, was it a positive reception? Was it just, uh, did, you know, did they see you as just, like, a cover band kind of thing? Or, you know, or did they see you as, you know, something enticing, something something new, something different? You know, how, how, how did that go? Dude, we were all sexy, so they were like, yeah. <laughs> Still sexy, but moving on. Okay. So they were like, yeah, man. And we, we very good singing voices and stuff like that. We were received. It was... <laughs> Some stuff that was going on, I think, the behind the scenes is April was also the manager, and then we had the bodyguards, quote-unquote. So it was, it was wild, and uh, it just, I don't know. I don't know the back, the, the managerial part of it, but we kind of all fell apart and went our separate ways. Now, with that, sounds like a VH1 behind the music. Uh, with, <laughs> yeah, man, totally. And with that, and you said it fell apart. How did it fall apart? Was it just boredom? Was it... Not necessarily infighting, but just a disagreement. So just, just I mean, like, what was a catalyst for it to that it ended? I, hmm, thinking back on it, I don't really remember. I really don't. I think it was um, financial. <laughs> I think it became a financial thing, and we were just like, hey, guess what? Peace out. I can do this on the twelfth or not. Whatever, you know. Okay. Now, uh, and of course, you know, with, with the end of that. You also dabbled into some other stuff. Don't talk about my satanic rituals. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that comes later. You you dabbled into being a DJ. I did. Yes. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. What what got you what got you interested in that? Uh, a friend of mine was like, because I love music, did the whole thing. It's like, yo, man, there's a place around the corner. You should probably like spend some tunes because you're looking for a DJ. I'm like, I've never DJed before. Like, you just come on by and check it out. I was like, all right, I'll come by and check it out. Went by, checked it out, had a great time, and they were like, hey, we do this once a week, you know, on the weekends, blah, 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 come on by, you know, and do it. And I was like, all right, cool. Now, immediately when I went in, I found out that um, when my friend told me, just check it out, it's just, you know, a bar across the street, blah, 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 that it was uh, an um, a, uh, LGBTQ bar, <laughs> which was fine, but I just, you know, I didn't know, because <clears throat> I was looking at one guy who I thought found attractive. Long, long hair, just flowing. And he was, and I was like, man, he's really cute. I should go talk to him. And I went and talked to him. He's like, hey, oh my God, you are so pretty. I was like, he's why? Yes. Story of our I'm lives. Fine. What kind of conditioner do you use? <laughs> That's all I can say. And that, how long did you do that? I mean, what you know, what made you keep that going? You know, because pretty much at the time you were you were a new mother mm -hmm. you know, at the time. You know, and, and uh, we saw you had a passion for it. Uh, why didn't you continue something like that? Ah, I don't know. I just, I, I, well, I think I go where life just kind of takes me to go. It's like, hey, and here's an adventure over here you haven't tried yet. I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. So <laughs> I tried it. And uh, after a little bit, I went on to something else, I think. It, was what, it wasn't like something I wanted to, like, pursue. Mm. I love music. I know music's not going anywhere in my life. So I was like, ah, you know, leave it to the experts. But it was fun. Certainly fun. Exactly. I see, surprise, I remember all this stuff, and I bring this stuff up. Yeah, dude. I'm like, how did you have... Mm. <laughs> I don't remember as much as well as it used to be, but I remember I've done those things. Now, of course, with all, you know, with all the adventures that you've been through, you know, with all the, you know, the risks that you've taken, and you know, all the things, you know, that you just did on your own because you wanted to. Yep. You know, do you have, do you have any regret, any regrets? Ah. <laughs> Not a single letter. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do you have any? Do you have any regrets? You know, in 
at your most lowest point of your life, you know, what pulled you out of it? Erg. Uh, I have no regrets, to be honest. I believe that everything is a learning lesson. So, I may not see the lesson there right then. Ho, ho. Because <laughs> there's some emotions involved. But um, I, 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 in retrospect, go back and say, okay, that did happen for me to learn a lesson in it. And if I don't have it now, it may come to me when I least expect it. So there was that. Uh, that's what gets me out of it. My uh, lowest point, I really just had to say, okay, that happened. And let it be what it is. If I don't want to continue for it to continue to happen, I don't want to continue to feel this way about it. I have the power to change that. Nobody else does. Absolutely. And I agree. Now, of course, once again, we are with uh, Ann Walker, my sister, first yeah, and foremost, and a tremendous comedian. Now, anything you want to say to the people that have heard this interview now, they're getting to know you. Do you have anything to say to them, you know, your potential fans, people that come out that's going to see you and support you? Do you have anything, do you have any words for them? Um, absolutely. You stay awesome and uh, no twinkly butt farts. Regular butt farts are perfect. Twinkly butt farts are only for the special people. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, you know what? Just keep fucking being. Yeah, I can say that, right? We yeah, absolutely. Just spell okay. <laughs> keep being awesome. You know, life is what it is. Laugh. That's all you can. I mean, laugh at shit because shit's funny. I mean, somebody tells you shit's not funny and you're already laughing too late. You know, <laughs> apparently it is. So. Keep laughing, keep smiling, be happy, don't let shit get you down. I try not to take life too serious. I have to remember that. That's who we all. Absolutely. Now, of course, once again, you know, I do want to thank you first and foremost, you know, being a fox and being your brother. You know, I have seen a lot. I've done a lot with you and, and I've seen you at your best. I've seen you at your worst. And the one thing I take from you because I see you as an inspiration. Give it back. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I see you as an inspiration. You know, first and foremost, you know, I love you to death. You know, you've done a lot for me. Yeah, we've gone through our harsh times and whatnot, you know, but I do see you as inspiration. I do see you as someone I look up to. You know, I do see you, you know, as my role model. Ne you know, right. Never told you that before. Never told you that before. Because the most I've learned from you, you know, is not to take, th not to take things too seriously and not to, you know, you know, to deal with the hardships. You know, to understand that if you have a moment, let it be a moment. Don't let that moment take over everything else. You know, yes, you're going to revisit those moments. Yes, it's going to come back and haunt you. But once again, just let it be just that, a moment. Yeah. You know, and of course, for that, I really thank you for. Because if you wouldn't hear from me like that, yeah, I'd still be an emotional mess over some BS from years and years ago and stuff like that. But you really made me stronger. Love you, man. You know, so I really do appreciate that. So let's do a little shameless plug here. Shameless. You know, you know uh, tell, them, the tell them how they can contact you. You can contact me on Instagram at a walk in peace, my little lamb. Um, also, Facebook, Ann Walker.353 or Ann.Walker.353 on Facebook. What? I'm also on Twitter. At I X C Y B O T on Twitter. Yeah, very nice. And once again, are you on Snapchat or are you I'm on... on the Snappy Chatty? Really? Just Ann Walker, I guess. I don't know how you find me on Snapchat, but it's just Ann Walker. I have no idea either. I have a Bitmoji deal. Uh, of course, <laughs> with that, we will bid all of you adieu. 
Tell your friends and family about this podcast. Reach out, get to know Ann Walker because she's going to be here for a while, folks. I am. Once again, I'd like to thank you so much for your time, dear sister. You. And of course, they can't see the hug on the podcast, but we're hugging. You can feel the hug. And until next time, folks, when life gives you lemons, say fuck it because you like sugar with your lemonade. Or and, orange juice. Make orange yeah. juice. And when in doubt, pet a fox. <laughs>